Okay. This is the first episode of our podcast. The fuck is it going to be called? <laughs> what is it called? I don't know. We don't even know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. Well, that's okay. Um, one thing is for certain, we just finished watching Tater... Tater Tater Tomato. Tater Tomato. Which is, um... It's about a ten minute short film. Um, okay, so the context of this tape is this was gifted to me by a co-worker. Heather, if you're listening to this, thank you. Um... Apparently, this is, like, a cult classic in her family. And, um, she knows that I like weird VHS tapes, so she gifted this to me. So, um, yeah. I'm fine. I'm looking at the VHS box right now. There's a lot going on. Yeah, describe the, <laughs> describe the box. The, the box is done, uh, in a manner, like... From head on, you can't quite make out what it says, uh, because some of the letters are on the spine, so you have to view it at a three-quarter angle to read it, where it says, can I help you with some bread tonight? Butter, margarine, and there's like three tomatoes on the front that look like they are be bursting ripping through some uh it's honestly hard to tell what's going on with the tomatoes they're in like a almost like a triangle kind of it's a trifecta of tomatoes it's a tomato a, trifecta it's a tomato triforce and there is a label on the bottom it's not a real label but it's like someone slapped that on there like, like it's it's part of like the look of it where it's uh handwritten tater tomato Real 13, 3.30 a.m., 1.188, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay. Um, Is yeah. that where it takes place? Um, it judging... takes place someplace in the South. Yeah. Okay, so um, this, the back of it says it's got a little um, tater tot. And in Comic Sans, it reads, To keep up with the latest news, or to order Tater t-shirts, hats, mugs, lunchboxes, or more copies, be sure to visit http colon slash slash www.tatertomater.com. And Tater is capitalized. Not in the URL, but on the back of the box. For some reason. Tater is a proper noun. Yeah, I'm looking at the website stuff right now. Okay, so... No, it, there's no website anymore. It doesn't exist anymore? No, I mean, it's also a VHS tape, so that... True. Well, um, let's the tape about... itself says 1999. Okay. But I don't... The film is 1992... 1990, 1992-ish. I did a little bit really? of research. Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, so why, why is the tape 1999? It reached cult status prior to that. Okay, so this movie has, like, a following. It does have a bit of a following, um, which is why there was merch made. So it was apparently the senior pr uh, project of... Uh, let, me, let me look this up a little bit so I don't sound so ridiculous. Okay. Uh, have some sort of context to everything. Because um, Angus McLaughlin... Uh, wrote the screenplay, uh, screenplay for Tater Tomato. Um, and uh, I imagine it, it reached some sort of cult status. That's why there's a website. That's 99. That's early internet days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, let's think about what would that website look like? Oh, my God. I Do you think because it was so, you know, uh, popular in its own way that it would be archived on Wayback Machine? It probably is uh, on Wayback Machine. Um, so, uh, Phil Morrison directed Tater Tomato for his New York University Film School Senior Project. Angus McLaughlin wrote the script, uh, and he was a graduate of the North Carolina School of the Arts from 1979 to 1980. 
Um, so, uh, there's that. Uh, that's a little bit of the background. So, art film of sorts, right? I was getting art house films. Oh, it's definitely an art film. Like, I, I was I was digging that. Uh, uh, very, very much an art house film. Um, but, uh, it, I don't know. I, I will say it didn't quite appeal to me. Like, I didn't think it was that funny. But, like, it is obtuse. It's like... I enjoy the obtuseness of it. Yeah. Um, I would say overall, I I liked it. I was captivated the whole time. I couldn't, like, stop watching it. I, yeah, I didn't laugh. But, like... I laughed one time. So, before we get into that, let's just kind of, like, describe what this is about. I, see, that's, that's the hard part, because, like, it's only ten minutes. Like, we can... So, how much detail to okay. describe with this? I can sum it up pretty succinctly. Okay. So, the story revolves around a woman named Doris who works at a cafeteria. Not a restaurant. A cafeteria. It says cafeteria on the outside of the building. It is very much looking like a restaurant of sorts. It's not connected to anything. So I'm kind of like, I personally, I thought that the definition of like a cafeteria is like, it, it's almost like a little restaurant like inside somewhere, right? Like I, I thought so too. I didn't, I thought that like, okay, so like a standalone cafeteria, isn't that just like a restaurant? Well, no, because I guess like the whole point is that it's almost like buffet style, right? But like they serve you. That it's like an assembly line. Definition-wise, a cafeteria is a restaurant or dining room in a school or business in which customers serve themselves or serve from a counter and pay before eating. Okay, so everything we've seen in the movie, like, contradicts that definition. This right. is not a cafeteria. But it does say cafeteria on the building which is interesting maybe we're losing maybe there's some context that's not shown maybe it is connected somehow but like like it takes place in the rural south so that's also the setting the setting isn't just a cafeteria the setting is a cafeteria in the rural south am i even pronouncing that word right maybe not rural 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 rural, rural. rural. <laughs> Uh, how do i speak english Um, (laughs) if you hear like dishes clanking and stuff it's because we're like eating steaks (laughs) right now steaks the size of my face yeah these these steaks are like two pounds but no taters no taters or tomatoes i got some tomatoes to go with our wedge salad but i did not uh, dice them up put in the wedge salad because i was a little bit lazy you forgot (laughs) okay but that doesn't matter you wouldn't have known if i didn't tell you but, uh, no, literally, I was like, I was eating the salad, and I thought to myself, like, wait a second, could use like some tomatoes. I, no, I saw you putting the groceries away earlier, and you had like a couple of tomatoes in a bag, and I was like, oh, he got tomatoes for the salad, how nice! And then I'm like eating the salad, and like halfway through, I was like, was there supposed to be tomatoes on? This? I specifically got Roma tomatoes for the salad because uh, I don't usually get Roma tomatoes for my BLTs, which I am obsessed with. Yeah, so I, I thought. So then, like when I had that thought and the tomatoes weren't on the salad, I was like, "Oh, he must have just got them for BLTs." <laughs> I did get. Ba- I told you I got bacon. Like, I was like, "Oh yeah, I got bacon." But you didn't mean to get bacon. I, I autopiloted on Instacart <laughs> to get the bacon. Instacart just like suggests shit to you now like it's getting so good that it's just like hey you normally buy this well it literally has a a uh, buy it again yeah and so it's just like it's like yeah i just go down the buy it again. i'm like yep 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 i do need those mm-hmm. so because and sometimes I, bacon just slips in there I, yeah bacon's in the buy it again because i've bought bacon so much <laughs> I mean, you like it in the morning, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm not complaining. I think I was, uh, I, you know, I'm fine with there not being bacon in the tomato, in the, uh, that, they're fine with there not being uh, tomatoes in the wedge salad, because I think we had enough tomatoes in this film. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Okay, so 
to continue our synopsis. So, um, rural South, rural South. I'm assuming, uh, based off the box art, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, uh, and we follow our protagonist. Protagonist. What the? What was her name again? Doris. Doris. Do- Doris the protagonist. I was like, Dana. No. You had it a second. I've had a couple White Claws, folks. Um, Okay. So Doris works at this quote-unquote cafeteria, which is not a cafeteria at all. Um, And she works with some other woman, like, side by side. And there's, like, stations. And these customers come in to get their food. And when they first walk up, they're greeted by the woman who's not Doris. And I I don't know if her name was ever said. I don't think we said. got her name at all. Um, we can just call her Bread Lady. Yeah, Bread Lady, because she says, Can I help you with some bread tonight? Butter? Margarine? But it's it's in very much like a drone-like fashion. They say it the exact same way every time. They walk up to her and she says, Can I help you with some bread tonight? Butter? Margarine? Or is that what she said? Butter? Margarine? Yeah. And we know this because that is the text that is plastered all over the case. The slipcover just has has that. But she she says, can I have some bread tonight? Butter, margarine. They say what kind of bread they want. Then they scoot eight inches down and we hear doors mutter out, tater, tomato, (laughs) in this strange squeaky voice uh and then she has okay so she's serving she has a pan of tater tots and a pan of like stewed tomatoes stewed tomatoes like that's a thing i think and i just think that's so strange like the scoop like like and it's not just like who eats just like stewed tomatoes this might be a southern thing i don't know maybe maybe like tomatoes like, is that a thing? Tomatoes? I don't think it's really cool. I think they're literally called stewed. They're stewed tomatoes. They were 100% stewed tomatoes. It's just like this they were red like, glop. Yeah. But and they were like whole They peeled, are whole tomatoes. Peeled tomatoes. Stewed. And, just, and they were like in tomato juice. And like... Uh, and she scoops them up with this spoon... And she like keeps this, this ladle, like. Did you say a ladle? Yeah, ladle. A ladle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you pronounce it? Let you just go through life pronouncing it ladle. No, I usually say ladle, but like I was, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> I'm just being weird. Okay. Did you ever say tomato? Like I don't say tomato either. Okay. Okay, so for the I was saying like, protagonist also. Oh, like, true. Okay, so so is it appropriate for this particular podcast recording that we just randomly mispronounce a word? Yeah, after I can't pronounce rural. 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 I, I I can't pronounce hallelujah. You just did. I had. You see how slow I had to say it? Like, <laughs> that's like I'm not a Catholic anymore. I can't say that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not the only reason why you're not a Catholic. I'm pretty sure I played a big factor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm 32 years old. I still can't pronounce that. Just denounce my faith over that. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I can't be a Catholic. I can't pronounce Hallelujah. <laughs> and there's like songs we had to sing that were just say that for like three minutes straight. Hallelujah. They're, like. There's like not just that one. There's like a there's other ones where like like have you been to a Catholic church? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like the songs aren't fun at all. No. There, there's no fun. Like go to John's church. It's so much fun. They were like playing like pop punk. Oh my their... god. Okay, so you are like probably the only other person on planet Earth who frequented Zug.com <laughs> back in the day. So maybe you'll be familiar with the prank where he decided to take a bunch of Viagra in church. I don't recall that one. Oh man, that one's great. He okay, so he takes Viagra before church, and then he starts like you know talking about all these like steamy Bible verses. <laughs> and I don't know, it was it was funny. Oh, would you grab me one? Yeah. Thank you. Um. Okay. 
Okay, getting off track. So, tater, tomato. Tater, tomato. <laughs> we, we actually skipped the beginning of the film. What? Yeah. The beginning of the film, Doris is getting ready. And. Oh, my God. Who, who was it that was, okay. like, shouting at her to get ready? Oh, okay, was okay. The, was it Bread Lady? So, we see, we see Doris. She's, like, sitting on her bed, hunched over, like, tying her shoes. She's in her work uniform. Like, she's obviously, like, getting ready to go somewhere, presumably to work. And we hear this voiceover, but it's implied that the voiceover is, like, a phone call. And I want to say it sounds like Doris's mom or something. And yeah, she's like, it's like Doris's mom telling her she needs to get ready, you know, hurry up. Her mom's on the phone, but she's also talking to Doris, telling Doris to get ready. Right. So like, you know, saying she's gonna be late, blah 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 blah. Then she gets dropped off at the cafeteria. But but because it's like a voiceover, we don't like see her. Right. We see like, uh, the, okay. There's one scene that flashes for, like, half a second. I don't even know if you saw it. Of, like, a woman, like, chopping an onion. No. Yeah. It's like you blink and you miss it. It's like, boom. It's like a woman cutting an onion. And then it just cuts back to Doris, like, putting her hairnet on. Or, I'm sorry, her harnet. Yeah, they pronounce everything. They pronounce everything weird. Yeah. Har. I found a har in the blueberry muffins again. Muffins. Muffins. A har in the blueberry muffins. And like... How many bread products do they serve at this cafeteria? Cornbread. Cornbread. Blueberry muffins. Sesame seed. Not bagels. It's like buns. Yeah, I think it's like a dinner bun. Like a normal ass dinner bun. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but yeah, so then she gets dropped off at the cafeteria, right? And, uh, the whole thing, like, they're, they're like, scrambling to get open up. Because this is, like, before the cafeteria opens for their breakfast, or is it lunch? Like, they're serving, they're not serving anything, like, breakfast-y. It's like cornbread. I'm imagining it's like a lunch. That's what I'm saying. Like I hear meat. We don't see the meat station, but we hear a line from like off screen where someone's like, yeah, give me the meat. Give me the ham or whatever. But uh, this this uh, cafeteria, this is the early 90s. So you can imagine this cafeteria in the south. A lot of wood paneling. Oh my god. It's all wood paneling. It looks like something out of like Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, uh, Life is Strange. Yeah, a lot of like. It looks very much like. It's kind of like a diner. Yeah. But like, you know, sneeze guard, like, glass case. Like school cafeteria. Like. There's a kid working there. Oh my god. Fucking Mick. Red Boy. Like, was he? Fucking Minkus over here. Is that his name? No, he just looks like a Minkus. Oh, fucking Minkus. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. He looks like a Minkus. Minkus from fucking, uh... Was it Boy Meets World? Boy Meets World? I think. Who just, like, disappeared? (laughs) Like, just like the the sister? The sister just disappeared one season? Like, they were, like, the next... I think, like, the third season started. Minkus was gone. So was the sister. Like, I never really watched that show very much. They literally just like wrote them off with no explanation. They explain it literally and they, they come back. They have a cameo in like the, if I recall correctly, I know Minkus has a cameo in like the very last season. It's like, Minkus, where have you been? It's like, Didn't he just like, he was like one of those child actors that just like grew the fuck up? It was like he was super like, you know, small and nerdy looking and then just like, just, like, had a growth spurt. Growth spurt, and, and it's like, like, wow, you got attractive. Yeah, that it's like he was typecast as, like, this nerd. Right. And then, you know, he grew up, and they can't cast him as a little nerd anymore. Yeah, so he, here he is. So, see, I'm looking this up, right? And we're off on a little tangent of Minkus. So, season one, and then season five. 
What? Shows up at graduation. Yeah, I was right. And you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which it's played for a laugh because like mm. they just because like they start the they show. No, you're wondering where Minkus is. Because like it's season one is like they're in, like elementary school still. They're like in middle school and then they go to high school. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. So like you know, I mean, there's people that I see that went to my that were in my graduating class. I had no idea where they were. I was like, who were the hell were you? Really? Oh, yeah. I had 600 people in my graduating class. Holy fuck. I literally had like 200. I, when I was in the military, I met people that had 20. Holy fuck. Yeah, I met some people from like... Uh, I met some people you know, when I was in the military that went to... That probably ate at places very similar to uh, the cafeteria <laughs> here. <laughs> We you know, tater tomato. We're getting back on track there. Oh my uh, god. So Okay, uh so so she she offers them the option of tater tots or stewed tomatoes, but she asks it in a way that's like tater tomato And like it's very drone like. If you've ever worked a retail job or any other job where you're it, you just kind of got to be a drone. And, like, repeat yourself all freaking day. Take it up to 11. And that's yeah. this. See, Doris was, like, a silent protagonist up until that point. I thought that, like, the whole movie, we weren't going to hear her talk. Because she didn't say shit for, like, half of it. And then the first thing we hear her say is tater tomater. And then that's I'm not, like... I'm not just saying this in a stupid voice. She literally says it. Tater! Tomato! <laughs> Tater. Tomato. So, like, it's... Yeah. I'm getting Sling Blade vibes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not exaggerating the entire time. Like, the dialogue from the mom at the beginning uh, and the way she was, like, dropped off and everything like that... The look of the actress's face. I don't know if this is intentional or not. Or if it's just me. I got like. Vibes that. She was disabled a little bit. Doris. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're this supposed is a to. This simple job for someone that. Doesn't have a lot of skills. Because she's like... not like young. Like yeah. she looks like the age of someone who would be living on her own. Yeah. She works with a lot of, like, older people. I want to say, besides you Minkus. know, like 30... Besides Minkus. He's the anomaly. <laughs> Everyone else is, like, what? 40s? They're in Late their 30s? 40s because Bread Lady, it's insinuated she's having an affair with Boss. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's fucking the Boss. Because the Boss is like, do you want to take your break now or later? And, and she's she, like, the bread lady says, I think I want to take it later. And he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, there's he's a, a real creeper. Disturbing close up on his mouth and his face. <laughs> like, I'm I'm not just making fun of him, making those creepy ass voice fate voices like that drives point the that drives the point home of like the expression that they purposely have him make. With this disgusting close-up of not even his whole face. It, like, crops off at the nose. <laughs> you just see his mouth, like, licking his lips, having this, like, perverted grin as he's gonna fucking get her in the bread bin later. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Put a loaf in her bread box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bread's not the only Butter thing rising. Butter her roll. <laughs> like, um... <laughs> But but then he asks Doris, do you want to take your break now or later? And she says, later. <laughs> so I think, you know, you're starting to notice the theme here. That you're like, oh, she only says words that end with aider. So then a guy walks up to her getting with- food with a fucking Izod polo on, which... You know, has the little fucking gator. gator on it. And so by that point, I'd caught on because it like it zooms in on the gator and you're just looking at it. And I'm like, you know, I said it out loud. I was like, 
I was like, Gator! And then she goes, she asks him, Tater Tomater. And he says, he says something in response. He's, he's like, like, oh yeah, I'll have Tater Tots or whatever. And then he leaves. And then as he's walking away, she mutters to herself, Alligator! <laughs> so, you're like, okay, so Doris only says Ader words. Um, meanwhile, Bread Lady says all kinds of crazy shit. She definitely, like, just has a lot to say about her job. But she's like, oh, it's awful slow tonight. Yeah, she's one of those people that just don't shut the fuck up when you're working. Oh, and... yeah. And she she spends, like, half her shift complaining about all the ways that Darnell has fucked up. So Darnell works in the kitchen. Right. And... That's why she keeps finding the har in the muffins. Because Darnell won't wear her harnet. And she needed more cornbread and someone was ignoring her. Right. And she burnt the cornbread. And we know this because the boss comes running out of the kitchen, losing his mind. That the cornbreads are burnt. That the cornbreads burnt. Again. They're also short on cornbread in the, from the beginning because Minkus right. drops the batch of it. That's right. So Minkus drops the cornbread, and they're they need cornbread. They need cornbread now. because it's the fucking south. Yeah, and they just opened. They got all these customers coming in. They need cornbread stacked. And, and she, the Darnell burns it. And Darnell burns it. So they got to start all over again. And so, like, yeah, Bread Lady's pissed. She's like, that Darnell. That Darnell. She refuses to wear her harnet. She can't do her job right. I just want people to be okay at their jobs. That's I all I want. I know. I know. That is such a stickly point for me. I just want people to be okay at their jobs. Yeah. Don't think good. Definitely won't be great. Just fucking be okay. But I think, though, that this kind of, like, this movie kind of encapsulates really well kind of, like, what it's like to work that kind of job. Yeah. I got a lot of, like, I was reminded of working at the fucking Safeway Deli. I thought about that, actually. As I watched, I was like, man. That was like, okay, I worked with older people. Who they were just going to work at Safeway until they retire. You know? That was just what they were going to do. And they just talked shit about each other. They just made small talk. That was it. Simple kind of job. And I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm fond of those memories in a way. But also, you're like, wow, I'm really glad I don't have to fucking do that anymore. Being that I also worked at an Albertsons, I, uh, I, I can affirm these feelings. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Granted, I worked at a Starbucks inside of an Albertsons, so... That's like the most bougie spot you can work inside of an Albertsons. <laughs> it's very fitting for myself to, like, post-high school, like, what was your first job? Well, I worked at a Starbucks. Like, no one was surprised. No one in my entire life was surprised. Like, yeah, that makes fucking sense. You look like you worked at a Starbucks. <laughs> you know how many people at my work currently, like, that I currently work at, uh, worked at a Starbucks? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Myself, Ariel, Mordecai, Kim, my GM. That's at least four. And there's more. Wow. More, yeah, a lot of us have worked at a Starbucks. A lot of crossover. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But anyway. Anyways. So, um, okay. Uh, I I can't really say that there's a plot. It's more like Slice of Life. Where it's, it's just kind of like... No, there is a plot. There. So, the plot is that Doris snaps. Right. Okay. So, Doris kind of loses her mind. Well, after... Being a fucking drone, and I think what so going back, this 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 that makes it's good that we both mentioned working at like a grocery store and having this kind of drone like job, right? Because um, 
I think one of the things that can make those jobs bearable is socializing. Oh, is yeah. just talking of like no one even has to fucking listen when you're just staying. These people don't even fucking move. They just stand at the same motherfucking spot mm-hmm. for I'm assuming eight to ten hours. They have to work until ten. That's oh, yeah. what they said. Oh They're yeah, she like, was oh, bitching about working until ten, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, does does anyone ever shift switch out these shifts? It seems like a job. Like this is, I'm assuming this is your full time gig. Like, do you have, like, you know what I mean? Like, does someone tag in at, like, if they open at 10 a.m., you know? Maybe it's just a dinner place. They had two meals. They had two sets of different uh, of, of things. They, they did, and, like, if you watch the credits, they actually mentioned, like, a.m. customers, p.m. customers. Oh, okay. You were watching Smirk. the credits. Huh, all righty. Well, there was there was and there was dialogue over the credits. Yeah, I was kind of uh, I was kind of tapped out at that point. I'm not gonna lie. Slightly comedic dialogue, same kind of shit, just kind of awkward. And like you know, this very much, this film encapsulates '90s art films, '90s student art films. One hundred percent. It really, really does. As someone who. I would say is a bit of a purveyor of uh, student films of that era. It it really does like encapsulate that like that kind of tone. Just imagine a person who is at that point my age. They're thirty years old. Like this is this film like the late eighties, early nineties, right? Mm-hmm. He went to school in the er, in early. 79 to 80, right? So, like, this is... was that is that Would that be considered Gen X, or is that a boomer? I I think I think that's... No, isn't the, the cutoff from Millennials is 1980? Well, yeah, I'm saying he's not a, definitely not a Millennial. He oh, went to mean, school. when was he born? Yeah, he went to, he went to college in okay. 79 to 80. He went to art school. Yeah. So like. So then he was he's born 18, in like. Yeah, so yeah he's, like 1960. So is that a boomer? That's my yeah. dad. That's my dad's age. This fucking boomer, bro. So imagine, imagine a boomer in their fucking thirties trying to make like artsy shit. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine what David Lynch would do if he wasn't so wacky. I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking of David Lynch the entire time when you know I was how much of a boner I have for David Lynch's art films. So like, yes, because you forced me to watch them. I made you watch one. I made you watch. That's all I could handle. I made you watch two. <laughs> That's all I could handle. Did you watch Alphabet and uh, Men Throwing Up? I think it was called. <laughs> Men Throwing Up was great because uh... it's like projected onto a wall of an actual art house. Uh, I wish I could experience that. Wow. I really do sound like someone that worked at fucking Starbucks. <laughs> Fuck. Have no, you seen you, David Lynch's art film? You haven't experienced life, so you've experienced David Lynch's art film. <laughs> Not just Twin Peaks. Art. You only know him from Twin Peaks? No. Uh, so, the, no, you're totally right, though. This movie has, like, some weird, like, Lynchian art film vibe, but, like, without any of the wacky shit it's almost like trying to be that but just not it doesn't have okay so imagine david lynch if he never realized surrealism so essentially just like normie david lynch yeah so if david lynch wasn't trying to be subversive and was really just trying to showcase the trials of I'm assuming a high-functioning autistic woman in a drone-like position who is finally pushed to her edge and then she snaps and her co-workers don't know how to handle this. So getting back onto the plot, when she sees this Izob shirt and yes, she says, please, alligator. Like, walk us through the snapping process. She starts hyper-focusing on the IZOD logo, which, to be fair, great logo. Uh, yeah. It's very cute alligator. I think so, too. It's adorable. <laughs> I love it. 
I would wear an on shirt. Yeah. Uh, they're, they don't make enough black, though, so I don't wear an on shirt. <laughs> but they're very colorful. Very I pastel. know. I remember, like, when I would, like, shop, I would, like, shop around the mall back in the day when I worked in a mall. So this was maybe, like, you know, 2008, 2009, like, roughly around there. And I'd, like, you know, get off work. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go walk around the mall and just, like, you know, see if I can find anything. And I would just go in, like, every store. And I would always go into, like, American Eagle. And I actually kind of liked some of the stuff that they had. You know, it was preppy, but... There was some stuff in there that I was like, yeah, I can work with this. But the problem was, was that they didn't carry anything black. The darkest that they got was like navy blue mm-hmm. or like a plum or something like, but they never had anything black. And so I was like, I can't shop here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I don't know, like. I remember I was looking for a black Izod polo shirt. I might have one. I might have got one. But without the, like, without the alligator. Oh, I, what's the point? I got, like, a black, uh, for a golf outfit with a sweater vest and everything. Uh-huh. I have a black polo shirt. You play golf? Uh, I play mini golf. <laughs> and I You do... dress up in a, in a polo and a sweater vest when you play mini golf? We had... <clears throat> no, so... When I worked at a Best Buy, I was in charge of coordinating events uh, for employees for morale. That was me. I was the mm. morale guy. Mm. And I like playing NeoTurf Masters a whole fucking lot. Right. I like NeoTurf Masters so much that I bought the game for my Neo Geo. I have it on my Nintendo Switch and I have it on my iPhone. Uh, I just want to play that game wherever I go. So... I also like going and playing mini golf. Uh, I wanted to, I threw it out there as a gag to do a, have a mini golf night in the fucking store. And I got to go ahead. I got to go spend company money at Joanne Fabrics to go buy stuff to make a mini golf course. I built a windmill. I, uh... (laughs) I built sand traps. <laughs> I made water hazards with like uh, felt, like blue felt and shit. Uh, all on the company time. Fuck yeah. <laughs> on company money and company time. That's why I like that job. I just got to hang on my office cutting felt all day. I ha- And like, uh, I got to order like one of those office like putt putt things. Mm-hmm. We used that for one of the holes. Like also, we used product to like. You know. Like line the yeah. course? Yeah. Uh, we used product to do it uh, uh, for some of it. Um, and just throughout the store, like there all the different, you know, departments of the store had different layouts. So I literally had like um, an architectural map of the store and I was planning this out um, because we have an architectural map within my office. And so and it was laminated. So fucking of course I'm using dry erase markers and I'm just planning out a mini golf course instead of working. You know, I could think of one workplace that could use a morale boost and that would be the cafeteria feature in this movie. <laughs> they could use a mini golf. They could use some mini golf. They're they're obviously like they've been doing this a long time. They're kind of losing their shit. As we see, Doris loses her shit, which is what we were originally talking about. With that polo shirt. I was wearing a polo. Because we had a costume contest as well. You had a costume contest and a mini golf on the same day? Yes. The same day was best dressed. Like, we had a best dressed, like, we, I mean, we had real, real prizes. We were giving out a... Gift cards um, and uh, movie tickets and stuff like that. Uh, so we had real prizes for wow. playing mini golf. Uh, I made. I that's how come I got that Adidas uh, visor, and I have a golf glove someplace. Like from seeing my white golf club. I had a white golf glove. I wore khakis. You I know. have never seen your white golf glove. It's, it's by the way. It's on the nightstand. Is it? It's in the nightstand. Uh, <laughs> 
and uh, I had a I had a white I had a black visor, uh, wore khakis, a black polo shirt, a black argyle sweater vest. Uh, I have a had a golf bag with me. Wow. And I made a sign when I went to Good Joanne's. I bought like a foam board and everything, and I made a quiet please sign. <laughs> Oh so God. I won. Well, I won best dressed. Uh, people wore golf. Oh, I have. That's why I have golf socks. Also, you've never seen me wear them, but they're in my dresser. Like I'll show them to you after this. Okay. But so she snaps when she sees the alligator. It goes alligator, and uh, bread lady is like very funny, Doris. But not like in the, haha, that's very funny, Doris. More like, Doris, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You're saying things that aren't tater tomatoes. Right. Like, that's, that's expected of her. You can't break the script. Like, I think Bradley, Bradley just talks to her, doesn't get any kind of response. Can you imagine just talking to someone? Imagine trying to just do your fucking job for eight hours a day and someone's just in there rambling to you about everything and all you can say is tater tomater well you see i'm typically the one that rambles i am too because that's how you when you you have that kind of job that's how you pass the fucking time because talking is just easy that's what you know it's it, it literally just passes time and uh i don't remember what the fuck else she says after she starts going and just saying i don't even remember yeah like how this happens or like what like what the specific events are but she just starts like going off and you know what i think it is she starts like calling out her co-workers bullshit but only using eater words she says like fornicator to bread lady because she's fucking the boss and then the boss is like trying to get her to stop doing this. She starts saying fornicator. Starts saying other things before fornicator. Then she starts that says fornicator. And bread lady's like whoa. And then like boss guy starts coming out trying to say something else. And he, she says a uh, dictator. Mm-hmm. And then like she just starts going. She like leaves her little zone. Her like she like runs into the kitchen or something. And she's. There's like the cussers are freaking out a little bit too. She shouts out masturbator. Yeah. And, and then like the kitchen staff has to start like restraining her, holding her arms and shit because she's just going off and she's saying, you know, dictator, perpetrator. I don't even remember all any of them at all. There I, were so many. I wish I wrote them down. It's like literally the, eight or were... the last three minutes of this like ten minute film. Yeah. And so you know you you folks at home are probably thinking, oh well, haha, masturbator, right? And this leads us to the one and only time I legitimately laughed in this movie was she says masturbator and for like one second, it cuts to this clip of these two little kids sitting at a dining table. It's a little boy and a little girl. And the little boy has, like, a cup of milk. And he just, like, flips it over, like, flip cup style. Just, like, flip. Completely, like, upside down. And milk spills all over the table. So, she's like, masturbator! And it's just like, milk! <laughs> And then and like, I I laugh I couldn't help but laugh. She just starts going and going and going, and then like we get to I don't remember which scene happens first. Either like it's just that wasn't her mopping, right? That was somebody else mopping the floor. Maybe mopping up the spilled milk. Yeah. Um, people, someone there's a uh, a wide shot. Of somebody mopping the floor and the boss is there and then the lights drop one by one. The person's still mopping, which I'm like, why? They're still fucking mopping, you 
inconsiderate fuck. Like, how are they supposed to see if it's <laughs> fucking clean? Yeah. Just drop the fucking lights. Like, you know, what, anyway. But then, I don't remember if that scene happens first, or if, like, the scene of Doris laying in the fucking back room of the cafeteria on some chairs, uh, laying horizontally across, like, three chairs, just staring off into the ceiling, and Minkus walks in, and, like, they smile at each other. I think he says something, but I can't even fucking recall what it was. I don't even remember, but he said an Ader word to her. And she said something else, and, like, he smiles, and then it's fade to black, and then get the fucking Yeah, credits. she smiles... He smiles. They smile at each other. That it's like they have some... Some Aider bond of some sort. And then the movie just ends. And it's just over. And then it starts playing the credits. And then like three seconds into the credits... There's like... There's more voiceover. There's like voiceover. Like somebody is awkwardly saying stuff and like asking like... It's the kind of dialogue you would hear someone... Asking things at like a uh, at a cap here. They're asking like, does it cost extra for like more butter? Yeah. And it's uh, you know what it really reminds me of, like the kind of humor that's really going for, reminds me almost of like Pete and Pete from Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, yeah, that kind of like absurdist. Sort of. It's paced very similarly. It's paced that way. It's shot similarly. It's... It's... Absurdist without becoming surreal. Yes. That's a perfect way to describe it. Um, And... uh, I, I can't quite put a finger on the tone besides... 80s 90s student art film yeah it's kind of like the the dialogue is simple but the actors read it in kind of like an exaggerated almost cartoony the theatery kind of way very theater yeah oh this is totally like you could put this you could put this on like a stage at like a local community theater and it would work just fine there's nothing about, like, the medium of film that makes this, I don't know, like, worth being a movie. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I would definitely watch it again. I was told to watch it twice. Um, but I feel like I got a pretty good grasp of it the first watch, so... Yeah, but I would watch it again. It's short, so it's not like... You're not, like, sitting through a fucking slog, like a shitty movie. It's like, it moves pretty quick. Um, it's... It's literally ten minutes. It's literally ten minutes. It's a YouTube video on VHS. It's... <laughs> if YouTube was passed around, uh... VHS tape wise like old episodes of Mr. Science Theater and anime fan subs were uh, <laughs> you know so movie rater of tater to meter <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> do you think that this movie deserves a cult following that it has, apparently. In the year of our Lord of 2021, uh, no. I would agree with that. Now, if I was a baked college kid in 1992, and you came up to me and said, Henry, check out what I got from some guy I met on a BBS on my Amiga. And I fucking gave him my address and I traded him some 
fan subs of Tenchi Muyo I dubbed over. I would have ate this up. Yeah. Hands down, I would have ate this up because this is the kind of shit I was making in the early 2000s. I just think, like, okay, if I was just, you know, simple American living in North Carolina, watching my public access TV, and this came on, I'd be like, what the fuck was that? I feel like I would have to, like, you're not expecting it, you know? Like, you would want to talk to other people about this. Be like, have you seen that fucking Tater Tomater video? You don't think so? I think when when, when Heather met was that it looks like something that was on public Mm, access. It definitely feels like it. It, No, it It has that vibe. It feels like an art film. And, like, if you look at, like, the way the VHS tape is and everything else, it doesn't look like it was, like, recorded from a. Yeah, this looks. I mean, okay, so the fact that the merch store, it specifically says on the back of, like, the back cover, it says, like, for more copies. So this was made, like... People bought this. People bought this. People went out of their way to get this. And, I mean, the the filmmaker totally just was like, yeah, buy my merch. I know you like this tape. I wonder if it, like, was shown... Yeah, it was shown at, it was shown at Sundance. Wow. Uh, it was on PBS at one point. Okay. Uh, it showed... On PBS, um, and then it was uh, on syndication on Night Flight, um, which was like a Night Flight was a, a show. Um, I forget where that was. Um, Night Flight, some weird show that would uh, show weird shit. Um, but yeah, so um, it got shown around on like weird stuff shows i can imagine again like once it like i said it, it went to or went to sundance so people saw it there uh the writer went on to write other things um but uh yeah okay all right so we've we've talked through the movie we know what it's about so I'm just curious, like, so the guy who made the movie, what was his name again? Uh, we're talking about the the writer or the or the uh, the writer is Angus McLaughlin. Okay. So did he did he keep pursuing movies? Did he keep making movies? Uh, yeah. Did he make anything that I would be familiar with? Have you seen Junebug? Junebug. 2005. Um, directed by the same person that directed this, uh, Phil Morrison. Huh. Um, yeah, 2005. Um, Stone. Uh, crime Thriller with Robert De Niro and Mila Jovovich and Edward Norton. Hmm. Uh, 2010. Crazy. Um, Goodbye to All That, 2014. Uh, that looks like a, you know, it's another independent film. And uh, Abundant Acreage Available, um, drama film. Um, Martin Scorsese was uh, one of the producers. Wow. So. That's crazy. That's it, though. Huh. That's it. Um, that, that's all that he has written. Um, but, uh. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, let me see, like Phil Morrison, like Phil Morrison hasn't really done a whole lot. So the the ad campaign in two thousand six for Apple, the uh, get a Mac ad campaign. Um, I'm looking at merch right now. You found the merch. Found some merch. It's on. I mean, it's on Cafe Press. Oh my God! Please show me. Okay, so this is a... Oh my god. Oh my god, what am I looking at? Yeah, it's a a white t-shirt. And it says, Can I help you with some bread tonight? Butter? Margarine? 
tater tomater and then three I can't tell are those taters or tomatoes? Those oh, tomatoes. They're tomatoes. It's all red, like I'm assuming that's uh and okay. And then written on top of the tomatoes, well two out of three tomatoes. These tomatoes seem to always pop up in threes, by the way. Um, anyways, so two of these three tomatoes have text on them. One says the movie, and one says the cult. So they acknowledge that this is like a cult movie. Right. I'm sure. But it's like a cult movie, like by design, I think. Like, so, I mean, let's look at it this way. This person, both of these people graduated uh, art school in um, 1980. And they filmed this in uh, 88. They showed it in 89. Then it got tossed around Sundance in 1992. Um, 12 years as before the, uh, after graduating. That's like... Like 12 years after graduating before they had any kind of recognition. Wow. So it's like a sleeper hit. I mean, like, it took a couple years before it started getting passed around. I don't know. Um, and, like, but before it got shown at, play, at, at, at Sundance, I'm really interested in, did people know about this? Was this getting passed around on VHS tapes before hmm. uh, Sundance? I don't know. Um, I would definitely like to research this film more. It is interesting. Um, like, I'm really into, like, cult films and weird shit like this. Um, yeah. I had never heard of it. Uh, I found a t-shirt on eBay. Oh, shit? Like an original? A vintage 90s Tater Tomatoes Screen Stars t-shirt. $45. Oh my god. Um, what does it look like? It's uh, red and uh, in looks like Ariel. Uh, can I help you some bread tonight? Butter, margarine, and then uh, not quite sure what this font is, but I'm going to say it looks like the font that they use for the logo for the show Friends. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that is 100% the fucking Friends font. That is 100%. And that's on the back, on the front, on the uh, top left breast, uh, Standing in a Lake Film Productions. I'm going to go down this rabbit hole right now. Standing in a Lake Film Productions. Wow. Uh, let's see. Stand by me. I, I wonder if, like, that's actually a the production group for this film. Or if that's somebody that's just, like, me and, like, I made a bunch of, like, fake-ass studio names when I was making stupid short films as a student. It definitely sounds like a fake studio name. We had, like, Chupa Thingy. Uh, <laughs> we had, uh, one that was long as was Happy Ninja. Happy Ninja Productions. That was one I did. Um, I think I did less than three at one point also. Standing in a lake film. I'm not finding anything online. Online. Um, wow, they scrubbed, they scrubbed that shit off the internet. I mean, or was it even ever on the internet? Fuck, this is before the internet. Well, before like mainstream internet. It is during the internet. It is. This film came out the same time as. Uh, I think this film actually predates the World Wide Web. I predate the World Wide Web because I'm fucking ancient. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference between the World Wide Web and the internet. Um, you know. Uh, well. 89. So this film is the same age as the World Wide Web. But okay, like yeah. uh, it wasn't even like in public use till 91. And then uh, it continued to grow from there. So that shirt very well might actually like, and that film production literally might like 
predated. I'm, I should like pull this up on YouTube and see like, and uh, I didn't even watch the end credits uh, of this film. I really like calling it that. Um, but I, I feel like I'm shitting on this thing, but like it's like a. I think it's more accurately like a short, like a short film. It's a short film, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a YouTube video. It's essentially a YouTube video. It's a fucking YouTube video. It's a fucking college humor sketch. I can see it, yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know, without the dick jokes. Well, no, there are dick jokes. There's, there are dick jokes. Well, it's, like, a, it's a fucking college humor sketch. Because she does go, like, eventually, like, flip out, starts running through the entire cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And, like, people are, like, trying to, like, subdue her yeah um oh yeah i found one a video of it on youtube but it's not like uh it doesn't have the end credits Mm -hmm. um well that's fine i didn't really enjoy the end credits so i was gonna look and see if it had like the film studio listed and stuff but yeah, like it was on the show. It was showing the show Night Flight a lot. Um, uh, I'm sure lots of stoners were watching that. Yeah. So Night Flight was a uh, visual arts like magazine variety show uh, that was on the USA Network from '81 to '88, um, and then it went to syndication in the '90s, and then so it got shown on Night Flight before it got shown at Sundance in '92. Hmm. Um, which is actually sounds backwards as fuck. So yeah, totally. But um, but then like it started getting shown. Like people saw it. Uh, like I, I'm sure plenty of weird bootlegs of it were floating around because like you just like a lot of the like, clips of it on YouTube were actually like recorded from like night flight VHSs. Um, in fact, it's actually on night the night flight got rebooted as a streaming service. Um, what? Yeah. When? Uh, 2015. No uh, shit. Yeah, and uh, why? Are, why the fuck are we not watching that? Uh, and then in 2018, it's uh, they have like a short program on the uh, uh, independent film channel. Um, so there's that. Yeah, if like Nightflight would be the kind of thing I w- I would watch. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I saw parts of it like in the 90s. I'm sure because I watched a lot of weird shit on the USA Network. Uh, I watched a lot of USA. I watched a lot of Comedy Central. Uh, hence like me referencing MST3K earlier um, and I think that plays a big factor into like the weird shit I started like filming in like in, in like the early 2000s when I was just obsessed with like cameras which I still am and like filmed everything all the time and was just like was making weird skits and videos and it reminds me of that the kind of things like I would do with my friends yeah, it's very like it's very amateurish. It doesn't use any like effects or trickery or anything. It's just people standing and talking. It looks like it was literally filmed in a day. Yes. Filmed in one day, one location, 10 minutes. Maybe 2 days. Maybe 2 days. Filmed in a weekend. Yes. Ten minutes short. Mm-hmm. Somebody worked at the cafeteria. Yep. And was like, hey, we should make a movie here. I mean, like, <clears throat> they went to school in I'm New York. Running. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. So they were probably working shitty jobs while they were in art school. Trying to get by. Like, you know, that's a very, like, New York thing to do. I guess it looks like I'm, I'm looking at night flight stuff right now. They got rebooted in 1990, and they did uh, three more seasons in 1992, which maybe that's when this got put on there, because it went to Sundance in 92, mm-hmm. and then it continued to be in syndication throughout the 90s, um, so, because then, <clears throat> so, because then it went to syndication from, uh, they, they rebooted in 1990 with new episodes in three seasons to 1992, and then the show was being shown on USA until 1996. Wow. So that's pl- that's four years of it. This show, of this ep- this movie, being on an episode of Night Flight that just randomly thrown in uh, to random airings of uh, 
night flight. Yeah, so. I could see, I could see anything being shown that way. Like I could see some some status. some stone college kid watching. Like if if you liked liquid television on on if you liked liquid television on MTV, you probably watched Night Flight. Um, <clears throat> Night Flight also I know off the top of my head. Um, they had. Uh, was actually one of the earliest adaptions of Power Rangers. Really? Japanese Super Sentai, of course, been around since the 1970s. And um, they took one season from uh, the 80s called uh, Dynaman. I don't remember the full name, but like, you know, all the uh, subtitles of it. But there was, the show was Dynaman. And um, it was part of the Super Sentai series. And they dubbed it over. Uh, now, like Power Rangers, though, where they like, spliced it and like film american actors they did it godzilla style uh more actually more accurately they did it uh um most extreme elimination challenge style <laughs> so they did so imagine 1980s power rangers from japan being dubbed over with comedic overtones that sounds dope i will show you clips okay well then we have been recording for over an hour so I think this is a good time to end our first episode of whatever the fuck this show is called. What do we call that, actually? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this show called? WTTS. <laughs> WTFTS. Surely no podcasts exist with names like that. Surely we're the first ones. This, is, this will be something. This will be something. This might not even go go up. We'll figure this out. <laughs> this is this is a pilot. This is the pilot. <laughs> this is the pilot. This is the plane, and we are your pilots. We've been your pilots. Uh, Thank you for flying with us. Um, you know, if this movie if this movie was any longer, I would say don't check it out. Yeah, I think it's the perfect length. Apparently it's yeah it's on YouTube. It's on it's on YouTube. You don't get the end credits, but do you really want those anyway? There's multiple uploads of it. One of them probably has if you dig deep enough. Yeah. Okay. It's also on Night Flight's uh, streaming service. If you so care. Night Flight Plus. I'm sure uh, Angus McLaughlin would like the royalties if you watch it officially off of Night Flight's <laughs> streaming service. Yeah, or you know maybe you can find a VHS tape. On a merch store somewhere. Let me see if Angus McLaughlin's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah, yeah um, I would say, you know, check it out. If you've got, like, ten minutes, you want to watch something kind of weird. Um, yeah, you know, it's harmless. It didn't offend me. It wasn't boring. It was just a thing. And, uh... I don't know. Yeah, um... Alright, well, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Um... We will see you in the next episode... Of whatever this is. Of whatever this is. Alright. And cut.